0: Welcome to another episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast as presented by Dumb and Dumbest. I almost got caught up there, Um, but that is what we are. We are bringing you all of your favorite um, music business content with a different podcast every day of the week to kind of keep your band hip and happening no matter what is going on. Uh, I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. What's up? How are you today, Keith? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am surviving. Now, what are we talking about today?
1: We're going to talk about omnipresence.
0: Sure. Sorry sorry about the blender in the background, all you dear folks at home. Make Um, a smoothie. I I am still at my parents, although I will be out of here relatively soon.
1: And just to clarify, you live... In Brooklyn, in an awesome apartment, but you're at your parents because it's the pandemic.
0: Yes, also that's also important to clarify. I appreciate you taking the time to point <laughs> that out. I, I I I have a real apartment and money and and go outside sometimes. I swear, just not during the apocalypse. Um, point being, so omnipresence. Omnipresence is essentially the idea that you are everywhere. You know, I think most of us associate this idea with like um the judeo-christian god right this idea that oh god is everywhere always watching always around you know and ultimately that's what i try to do when i am presenting my band is that my goal is to be everywhere always around constantly pushing constantly like a force of nature like you can't escape me because i'm just constantly there you know what i mean that's what i'm sure that's what i'm trying to kind of communicate with the work I'm doing and what I'm presenting. You know what I mean? That's why, um, you know, that's why like I have all these pieces of content I put out a month. I think it's probably, I, I can't even count. Like every day I have three Instagram posts a review. Then there's the radio show. Then there's the articles and there's his podcast. There's the other podcast, uh, probably some bullshit I'm forgetting. Uh, you know, uh, I have, I have a column that goes cold. I have a column at doom and stoned. And the, uh, the reason behind that is because when you're omnipresent, you're constantly top of mind. And if you're top of mind, then people are more likely to want to work with you, you know, cause my goal is that anytime someone says, Oh, I need someone to help me with Facebook ads or I need someone to help me with marketing m- marketing. I want everyone to think, Oh, I should call Matt, you know, uh, And when when you kind of have that, then you become dominant. You know, how do you how do you try to implement omnipresence, Keith?
1: Well, a few things. I think there's a delicate balance in definitely being ever present daily and not being overwhelmed by that challenge which it is a challenge, I'm not going to deny it. And we both work in marketing and social media where our job is helping others be on the present. So not only do we have to handle our own brand, but we are usually running brands for others. And so there, therein lies the challenge. And as I like to say, I'm fond of some cliches, not many, but this is one that I really like, which is the cobbler's children have poor shoes. And this is, if you are not minding the store for yourself, you're not focusing on your brand first, you're going to have a hard time conquering other mountains. And that has to do with whether you're one of us in the league of music marketers, whether you're a journalist, whether you're a band, whether you're a manager, whether you run a label, you have to handle the first peak is always yourself. That first mountain is yourself. Make sure your stuff is all organized, scheduled, planned, content ready, graphics, sit, manage, copy, proofread, hashtags, organized, everything, yourself first, then you can worry about whatever the next thing is.
0: And that takes a lot of time and it's really goddamn hard. You know, that, that's what I want to point out, right? Like this isn't, like I think a lot of times people see this and they think we're kind of poo-pooing how hard it is to do this kind of stuff. And it's not, or I mean, and it is, right? Like I'm not trying to diminish how much work what we're talking about is. You know, what we're talking about involves like true diehard freakish dedication for a very long time to maybe get somewhere, you know? So like, there is no, there is no shame. This is trying to figure it out. Right. But you know, I think that, but like, look at it this way, look at a band like Slipknot. Slipknot is a band who don't, um, you know, they, they don't try to operate within the market. They are the market. They dominate the market. Right. People click on Corey Taylor articles, even if they're like me and don't actually care about Slipknot. That's what you need to be aiming for is that sort of pushing and being known across the board. How do you push omnipresence though, Keith? Cause that's obviously kind of the next obvious question.
1: Um, there's a few things I, and I'm really glad you brought up Slipknot cause they are the perfect example. Um, we probably need to do an entire episode just on them because uh, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I'm, I, I'm actually really fascinated by their uh, pivot with NotFest.com, but we'll talk about that another time. Oh yeah, also, yeah, yeah, that,
0: that that's that, super that's, bizarre to me that, and cool. Well, and it's
1: genius and it's part of their omnipresence. The actually, we'll get into. Yeah, it, oh, no,
0: I, I agree. And and when I saw that, yeah, and so so just for those who don't know, what is NotFest.com?
1: So NotFest dot com is the was the just the NotFest announcement website for all the NotFest related things that Slipknot does. NotFest Roadshow, which is their North American tour and European tours. Now the NotFest, the festivals, NotFest Bogota, NotFest Mexico, NotFest UK, NotFest Hellfest, NotFest. And yada yada yada, and uh, Not Fest Japan. How could I forget? And and now Not Fest at Sea. You know, all these things are postponed or you know delayed to next year, but they're all still happening. And then what Not Fest did? They had such a potent brand cachet with their name, with just Not Fest on top of Slipknot. So they created a whole separate brand that was just for their festivals, and it's so ubiquitous now that they pivoted this website to be basically a content portal that is the equivalent of loudwire and metal injection i mean holy cow they didn't have to do this they hired some of the best people in the business they hired actual band people as well as great journalists uh terry beezer bees uh who's phenomenal if you ever met him or heard him he's incredible um and uh, clown hosts his own interviews with bands. This is stuff that this is content their fans want, and it's actually driving more attention for Knotfest and for Slipknot. While there are no Knotfest to go to, genius. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but as this is the
0: omnipresence piece, right? Like, right. Yeah, totally. and,
1: and, and the thing is that,
0: like, now you don't need to start your own content portal if that sounds too intimidating. No. Like, I, like that's not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is aside from the fact that, oh, that's cool that they started their own content portal, right? Mm-hmm. Is you can create something, you know, you can just be like our friend, Jesse May. She's just a journalist, you know? She, she I mean, she actually has her own site, but there's a lot of people in bands. Duncan Evans is a guy who's in a band. He writes about music too. You know, he hasn't been doing it that long, but he already tells me it's been dramatically improving his ability to make connections. It's been dramatically improving his his network, right? Like he's not... He's not doing anything fancy. He's not, you know, some sort of incredible god writer. He's just a guy who decided he would start documenting some of the music he liked. And now it's starting to work out for him because it means that people are starting to give two shits. You know what I mean? Because, again, it's the omnipresent. So music journalism is an obvious way to do this. There's other ways to do it I want to point out. Um,
1: how do you establish omnipresence sort of on social media? Exactly. And I was going to finally answer that original question you posed to me. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about how I do it briefly. And then I'm going to talk about how you and I have been teaching it to clients because I yeah. think it's important. I think there's an important thing here that's really applicable to bands. You know, again, as you said earlier, not, I am not oblivious to the fact that this is a challenge, an inherent challenge, a chore of work, and you have to be good at it and you have to be efficient and you have to be tight. And and uh, accurate, but the way I do it for my personal brand and the way I do it for Ghost Cult Magazine, GhostCultMag.com, is that I plan. I schedule and I plan everything. So I know I may not know what the news stories are going to be on a given day, but I know what kind, what types of content I need for all of them. Any chance that I have to be efficient and repurpose a piece of content, a logo, a band photo, my house photography, I have dozens of photographers with thousands of band shots that I have. And the repurposing is really
0: important. How do you repurpose just, just, just to break that down for people?
1: I don't, I don't do it cut and paste for everything, but you know, there might be like a, a set of five slip, since we're talking about Slipknot, there might be five Slipknot photos I use and reuse all over and over. And I make them slight. I don't use the exact one that everyone else uses that Roadrunner or Slipknot sends out with all their press releases. I have other photography to use that is you know already perfectly sized for social media for my blog for twitter for instagram ready to go already in a folder i have and then and then you know times metallica times you know judas priest times every other band so then i have copy ready i have hashtag lists i'm ready to go with certain things there are certain types of content you can just kind of tweak and reuse over and over. And where I can, I do that for efficiency's sake. For example, the Dumb and Dumbest podcast is essentially a few lines of sentences and a few and an embed code that changes every post and a few tags for WordPress. But basically, it's the same post 400 times since I've been involved with the podcast. And so I I whip that podcast post out whenever the new one posts to Anchor, anchor.fm. Uh, we... I pivot immediately and I'm able to get that up within minutes as opposed to wasting time writing a whole new post from scratch every time. Now, you can't do that with everything and you actually can't do it with everything for journalism because you get hurt by Google and all your competition. But Now I'm going to talk about how you do this for your band and the way that you and I have been teaching this, especially in our music marketing challenges where we teach uh, private seminars on social media marketing for bands and labels. The what we have, what I have learned is, you give everybody a, the breadth of all of social. Here's all the possibilities. Here's all the crayons in the box. Learn about each of them, and then examine your audience. Figure out which is the best one for you obviously don't ignore the most important social networks. Usually they're usually almost always the most important ones, the big three, the big four, always fall into line for everybody. Once in a while, they don't. But leverage the ones that are the most valuable to you, where your audience is, what your facility is at making the best content. If you're awesome at Instagram, perfect, because Instagram is super important anyway, and leverage that heavily. And if you don't like Facebook or Facebook feels like, played out to you or just not valuable anymore, then, you know, go heavy on YouTube, go heavy on Instagram.
0: Yeah. But the thing is you have to go heavy is the point, right? Like think about how, you know, think about how frustrated you are with how few people see your shit on Facebook or Instagram. Okay. And, and I agree that sucks. But you can't just throw up your hands and continue to post one time a week. You need to post a lot. You need to post more. You need to be out there talking. You know, And it's the same thing with networking or making friends in bands, right? Is It's it's not a question of, oh, I made one connection and now I'm done. It's a question of you have to go, 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 like constantly reaching out. Like I am, you know, very, very connected. Um, you know, I think that's not a – a stretch to say, uh, but I spend so much time. I spent so much time during coronavirus just reaching out and networking. You know, and I think so many people think that it's impossible during COVID, and it's like, no, it's actually been better than ever. I've been like talking to all my favorite black metal label owners, like reaching out and just going, like, hey, many hails, let's talk about your albums or whatever. You know, I'm having a. You know, I, I've been having like really cool in depth chats with, like, people I really respect, um, you know, who, who have been following their labels for years, because, like, they don't have as much going on, so I can start talking to them. You know what I mean? We can start, like, doing real shit together, and, and that's been hugely valuable to me as a guy, right, is, like, oh, you just keep networking, you keep pushing, no matter, even if you think you are quote unquote done. You know, you just have to keep doing the thing. And I know it sucks and I know it takes a lot of your time and energy and I know you're tired, but if you're not pushing, then you're not pushing. Um,
1: does that make sense, Keith? It makes total sense. And again, this is where efficiency and planning come into play. So obviously you can't sit by the computer five days a week, be on social media all the time, even you and I who do this for a living for others and ourselves, you just can't always post in the moment. So you need to schedule and you need to plan. And that's what weekends are for. I spend time every weekend planning out my week, writing my copy, getting my, as much as I possibly can, get my graphics organized for each channel and have a general plan for some stuff and then obviously other things are going to for me i'm in a unique position where things just pop up and i have to pivot and go to it but the the, if you're just promoting your band you can plan a month of content in advance if you have enough energy and time yeah yeah And, and 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 even
0: it doesn't even have to be a month of content it can be a week of content you know it but it's just understanding that you have to be pushing And then again, not just, and, and just as a final point, I know we're low on time, but, um, you know, not just pushing on your platform. This is another big mistake I see people making where they, 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 they get it. They start to grow. They're excited, but they're only promoting themselves on their platform. Like ask your friends promote on other people's platforms, do guest posts. That's why I do so many fucking guest posts. Keith can tell you how many guest posts I do. It's, it's absurd. Um, you know, because, like, I just want to be everywhere. I, you know, I realize that the more that my name is in every single conversation about music marketing, the more money I'm going to make. And the more money I make, the more black metal records I can put out. And the more black metal records I can put out, I guess that makes me happy or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that, that's what it boils down to, I think. And, and I think that to kind of construe it otherwise as a mistake ultimately you know you have to understand you have to be everywhere you have to be pushing and i know it sounds intimidating but once you kind of get into the habit of trying to be everywhere and trying to dominate it'll start to click and when it starts to click it's really fun because you know it's fun to sort of be able to just talk about your stuff wherever and have people know who you are it's cool You know what I mean? And it also means you get more opportunities. Because again, even if you're just omnipresent within your scene, that will lead to a lot, you know? And just as a side note, the single best way to become omnipresent within your scene is very simple. All you need to do is be very active commenting on, especially it depends on your scene, but for like most metal stuff, if you're engaging heavily on Facebook and if you're, um, if you're engaging heavily on Facebook and if you're talking to people in groups, relevant groups to you, you're going to meet a lot of people. And then once you start to meet people, shit starts to happen. And the reason that shit starts to happen is because you made a point of becoming top of mind. And by being top of mind, you are thus a lot more able to dominate. And that's really what it boils down to is getting top of mind and then squashing the opposition because you are just the most visible. And that just, I don't know, it just, it just puts you on the top. You know, anyone who is, the person who is talked about the most is usually the person who gets, you know, who wins. The person who, 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 who makes that grind and who pushes through is going to be the winner. Simple as that. And, and you, you can't afford otherwise because there's so few opportunities for bands right now, especially in the wake of coronavirus. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget and we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week, so pass the Dutchie, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One-Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.